my mother-in-law. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to anyone. But you should listen to Wrecking Celtic, part of the Daily Wrecking Podcast Network. Subscribe to iTunes and Audio Boom. Alright! <laughs> Welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm joined by Daily Record Sports' Michael Gannon. On the pod today, we preview Saturday's clash with Dundee as Yup Henkes is appointed at Bayern. We ask, can Celtic get a result in Munich? And as Scotland crash out of the World Cup qualifying, ah, we analyse Celtic players' performances and assess the big question, what next for Scott Brown at international level? Michael, I can't believe we just finished on that Scotland note. I'm still deflated yourself. Oh, I'm still in, in deep dark hole at the moment after that one. Yeah, it's um, typically Scottish, wasn't it as well? And they gave us the hope. And then even at the end, they score again. It's even worse, I think, just to give us a little bit more hope. And then extinguish it. Oh, it's just painful. But uh, back to the rigors of um, domestic football. Okay. Maybe thankfully. Let's uh, let's move on. Looking ahead, Saturday's clash with Dundee then. Neil McCann bringing his side down the road, um, eighth placed in the table. Uh, what can you expect for the Dens Packers? I've been a wee bit surprised with Dundee when they looked at the international break. Um, when we saw them at the start of the season, I, I really feared for them. I, I thought I wasn't convinced with the signings. I didn't particularly see a structure of play. I thought this could be a, a real worry for them this year. Um, but in the last three or four weeks, I think since they lost to Rangers at the start of October maybe, um, I think they've, they've picked up uh, a couple of cracking results they beat St Johnson which is never easy um, draw with Kelly alright Kelly they're struggling but there's a point and then they go and beat Hearts in the, in the last game which is a huge result Hearts have been doing well under Craig Levine so they've hit a bit of form and they're starting to come together um, so I think they're, they're, they're in decent shape at the moment Dundee so maybe surprisingly so ah, it's an upward trend I mean what's other new signings have stood out for you well, a couple of guys that came in, we, we, at first we didn't really know what to make of them. I think you look at the lad, there's uh, Rory Deacon, um, oh, like a fly machine uh, in the middle of the park, right wide. But you may be thinking, final ball, maybe not quite there, but then if you had a final ball, you'd be worth millions and playing somewhere else, I guess. That's the way you've got to do it. On that front, uh, Musa scored a few goals now. Um, took a bit of time to find his feet, but he's now scoring a few goals. But Dundee had a lot of problems at the back at the start of the season, a lot of injuries. Uh, it was difficult for them, lost a few bad goals, but they seem to be settling down and they said they're scoring goals and they're, they're, they're doing okay. They're, 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 they're coping better than I thought they would be um, in that first opening month of the season. Yeah, and then of course we've got Neil McCann, um, always a favourite as a Celtic support. In fact, he had a little dig at them, didn't he, ahead of the, the League Cup clash last uh, month. Yeah. What sort of reception do you think he's in for it? Well, he doesn't be the pantomime baddie. That's, he'll be another one of these guys that's the kind of, um, they're, they're getting booed and, and shirked and all that stuff. But he, listen, Neil McCann's used to it. He's played in uh, far more intimidating environments than than that. Um, a veteran of old firm encounters and all that stuff. And he was, I think he was involved in the one of the more infamous ones uh, back at Parkhead back in the day when there was all kinds of mayhem breaking Aye. out. So he'll, he'll cope with it just fine, but of course he'll get a bit of stick. But the most of it will be kind of um, kiddie on stuff. I don't think it'll be a, a bit of a sideshow really, I think, to the game. Yeah. Well, half the squad almost are coming back off Scotland duty. Um, they've got the rigours of the Champions League coming up next week. Uh, but it's Dundee first. How does Brendan Rodgers manage this schedule and the, the tiredness in his players? This is a tricky one. Uh, the Bayern game next week obviously is, is absolutely massive. 
Uh, question mark Scott Brown and Armstrong obviously struggling big time then you're looking at uh, Michael Lustig Sweden uh, Joseph Simonovic both carrying knocks for international duty not not particularly serious I don't think um, but you'd think that this is a weekend for Cotton Wool uh, I mean Celtic have got a big squad so they can bring in players and you've got Tom Rogic who's currently involved with Australia uh, against Syria in the playoff he's, got, he's not going to be involved this weekend he won't get back for goodness knows how long He's got a 25 hour flight ahead of him uh, so he won't be involved so there is going to be I think it's going to be a, a much changed Celtic side I think this weekend but you look at the squad and they have got guys that can come in uh, and cope and then there's guys like Callum McGregor who didn't get involved from Scotland from the two games sitting there chomping at the bit to get back so guys like that I think will come in and uh, listen we all know they're equipped to do the job they're, they're, a lot of these guys are not, not finished players anywhere else they just happen to be at Celtic and you'd expect them to come in and hit the ground running do you think possibly there might be a wee hangover in the Craig Gordons and the Kieran Tierney's just for that horrible disappointment for Sunday? I don't think so. I, I've actually asked Brendan Rodgers that in the past. When, when Scotland were struggling a year ago, I'd asked if they need to kind of lift them and stuff like that. And he, he said no, it's, they can compartmentalise and, and draw a line of the National Service and come back and hit the, hit the club game um, uh, with the left off. So I don't think there'll be any kind of hangover. Uh, I don't think it'll be allowed to be, especially with the, the Champions League in business next week that's um, a sure far way to focus the attention that's for sure oh it's a big game after big game isn't it I, I can imagine deep down Brendan Rodgers is maybe happy Scotland campaign is over now and that's one less thing for a happy squad to worry about but it's league duty first as we spoke about and uh, only goal difference separating Celtic and Aberdeen at the top um, Aberdeen a very difficult trip to Easter Road on Saturday but uh, are you surprised uh, after eight games that Aberdeen are, are keeping tabs with Celtic no not at all um, I think maybe surprised in the fact that Aberdeen are up there and only goal difference over top and yet I don't think Aberdeen have actually played their best yet I think um, I think Dan McInnes is, is, is great at getting results and getting the best out of his team but I don't think they've hit their, hit their straps yet I think there's more to come from Aberdeen um, I like the signings he's made he's done well bringing in some good players he likes the Christie's and Stewart and Stevie May who I think is going to be if he can stay fit he's going to be a great player for them um, so no, they, I, expect, I, I did expect them at the start of the season to be the main the main challengers uh, and I, I still think that's the case I think they are the ones who look the second best team in Scotland right now and I think the likes of Rangers have to focus on getting above all of them um, rather than listen Celtic I think are miles ahead of everybody I think that's accepted and it's going to be the case again but Aberdeen are, are still the best of the rest and it's um, up to others to prove otherwise Aberdeen's big challenge this season is to get a scalp off Celtic isn't it six games six defeats last season and that is another huge game on the horizon isn't it after after Bayern Munich then comes Aberdeen but games just keep coming for Celtic yeah that's, that's going to be another test that's, that's, I think it's the last test for Aberdeen isn't it like yeah. you say after last year but listen it's not easy it's, I mean Celtic have got the, the resources and the, and the, the squad to, to to be comfortable better than the rest so as a challenge for likes of Aberdeen um, we've got two Aberdeen Rangers games to look forward to two in a week as well which is going to be interesting I think Um but I think in this little next phase, I think Celtic, Bayern back to back. I'm not saying Celtic take the eye off the ball at home because they don't seem to do that. But I think that's where their priority is going to lie in this next few weeks. Yeah. All right, let's look ahead to the Bayern Munich clash then. Um, Yup, Hinkes, is that what we're calling them? Yep. Are we agreed on that. I think um, also known as the, the Bayern Jockey Scott. Oh right, his fourth, his fourth spell at Bayern. Oh, well, Hinkes, we'll call, well, Jockey Hinkes. Jockey Hinkes. I was going to say he's about as old as a bottle of juice. I wonder if he's got a jetpack. <laughs> 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 All right, seventy-two years old. He's won Champions League twice 
Ange's got three Bundesliga winners medals under his belt as well. This is a guy who knows how to win. He knows the players. Um, it's a dangerous appointment for Celtic, do you think? Well, this is the, this is the in case of emergency, break glass appointment for Bayern. They've went back to their, their tried and trust, trusted, and uh, they've got back jockey for a fourth spell. <laughs> 72 years old. He's, I wondered what he was up to. Yeah, he's almost catching up with uh, Alex Smith uh, <laughs> at 72. But apparently, listen, he still he still likes his music. He's still quite trendy, he says. He's still sharp. Uh, apparently, his dog um, advised him to take the job as well. Um, it sounds a bit barking to me. Barker, well, <laughs> glad you said that first. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a double in me, But listen, he's a, he's a safe pair of hands, isn't he? But, but the thing is that Bayern, everyone was saying Bayern's in crisis. Two draws in the Bundesliga this year, uh, no defeats, and they got horsed by PSG. So that's constitutes a crisis at Bayern and the manager gets his books. But listen, we've all heard the rumours about uh, Ancelotti and the training and, the, and I think uh, Hinky's actually mentioned it in his press conference yesterday when it got unveiled. There's a hierarchy in the dressing room which which basically got shot at the manager. The other ones that ousted the, the manager weren't happy with the training, thought he was a dinosaur. Mm. So in the point of somebody at 72. <laughs> <laughs> that but, makes sense. But the dressing room in there is obviously where the power is. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how how he gets on, how how Jockey gets on coming in there <laughs> and, uh, and taking on that dressing. Big characters like Sir Robin, but here on James Rodriguez, we Jamesy isn't isn't happy in Germany. He wants to go back to Real Madrid. Um, so maybe it's a good time to be playing one of the superpowers if that's possible. Yeah. Well, as you said yourself, the big man Jockey's got experience of these situations from Dens Park. So I'm sure everything will be fine by <laughs> him. Um, Looking for an injury update to Celtic, and they've, they've not had the, the problems to seek in that regard, have they? Yeah, well, that's what we were saying. Yeah, I think I think tomorrow will be interesting. We'll check back in the next couple of days to see who's all, all fit and well, so it'll be interesting. But um, you think Celtic need to have, I mean, Simonovic and, and Boyata will be key next week. You think these guys have to be fit? Scott Brown's a huge one. Aye. Is he going to be ready? Doubt it. Um, really? Well, I don't know. Um, he pulled a hammy and in, in Belgium you think that's three four weeks so touch and go Armstrong mm-hmm. as well so it's big players could be out um, so listen it's a free punch this, this Bayern game especially in Germany Celtic have, have kind of almost assured themselves of European football beyond Christmas I don't see Anderlecht like taking points off PSG uh, or Bayern um, so as long as they don't get beat for nothing at home to Anderlecht like they're in Europe after Christmas job done as far as Celtic are concerned so these are free punches if they can get a point and in Germany that actually solidifies their, their chances of getting or makes sure they're going to be in Europe after Christmas um, but they can have a swing at it that's the way they've got to view well, it well I'm glad you mentioned that Michael because that takes us all last week we asked Craig Swan the same question and he basically said nah don't be daft two games against Bayern Munich no Xander get left games that matter Europa League after Christmas everyone's happy and there's no doubt in that but Bayern have got their problems Um the old Celtic part Yeah, factor. Bayern's problems are, are, are <laughs> slightly different from everybody else's problems. It's their diamond shoes are too tight, do you know what I mean? It's ah, well, don't you give Celtic <laughs> a chance at least of getting something out of the two games? I'm not talking about over in Munich, but... I think over in Munich, it's it's tough. I mean, let's be face it, especially the new manager coming in and a, a new approach. I think that would be very, very tough. Celtic Park, never know. But then we've seen PSG, what they did over, over here as well. So it's, listen, we're new illusions. Bayern are one of the biggest sides in the, on the planet. Their budget is off the chart. Yeah. I mean, it's they've got the best, some of the best players in the world. So anything you can scratch from these guys is a bonus. Where can they be broken down then? I've heard, 
Well, rumours but suggestions that Manuel Neuer's replacement ain't quite up to up to. Well, it can't be. Manuel Neuer's arguably the best goalkeeper in the world, or at least one of the top three. So you're not going to get replacement is going to be that level. So yeah, but again, they're bringing in guys who are, are top class. So he's not going to throw the ball in the back of the net. It's not. It's not bringing in me <laughs> or you. <laughs> Two goalies sitting Don't here. Don't bring me in. <laughs> well, I'll speak for myself. I maybe you do. You do. Okay. <laughs> no chance. But um, but no, they're listening. They're bringing in quality. So it's a, a, a slight. Uh, boost for Celtic but marginal very marginal it's a huge task against Bayern you've got to be honest here yeah so realistically you're saying the same as your mucker Swanee third place everyone's happy I think nobody's got any complaints yeah. I mean and they like we've got a, a far bigger budget than Celtic as well yeah uh, I thought they, I thought they were terrific out there I thought it was one of the, the, the best performances by a Scottish team away from home in Europe for a long time you're thinking back maybe Rangers and Leon and Stuttgart that kind of thing Celtic away from home have been traditionally brutal um, so it's arguably one of their best performances in, in, in a long time. Uh, the way they can, the, the game management more than anything else. The way they, the way they controlled the match, I thought yeah. it was very impressive. But you're stepping up on another level here against against Munich. Yeah. Uh, be interesting. I'm going to see them on Saturday. I'm flying out to, to see the game against Freiburg. Lucky to see you, yeah. any, so I'll see any chinks in the armour on Saturday. Aye. Um, but I don't think we'll see many. <laughs> <laughs> what else are going to get up to there, Michael? Apparently the Loftbrow House is a nice. Um, tourist attraction ah, but I'm not sure if it's uh, what I think it's a bit of a bar or something I don't know yeah, <laughs> rumours Oktoberfest still dragging on I don't know we have a moon version right let's move on again Scotland as we've mentioned before crashed out World Cup qualifying deja vu here a massive decision facing Scott Brown now isn't there is it 32 years old do you think he's got another qualifying campaign in him I think he has surely at 32 he's fit as a fiddle and Worryingly for Scotland, I don't think they've got anyone that can replace Scott Brown, the type of player he is. What do you think he's going to do? The thing is, Scott Brown doesn't know what he's going to do. So to try and preempt Scott Brown is, is difficult because I think he'll be at the moment weighing up what to do. Well, I think a lot of it might. What should they do? What should they do? Yeah. It'd be a hard man to replace, but you've got to look at the logistics of it. Scotland's next competitive tie is next September in the UEFA Nations League, um, which need a master's degree to work out how it's going to unfold. Uh, I can, nobody can figure it out. So we play that next September. We don't have a, Euro, a European qualifier, um, a European Championships qualifier till March 2019, which which time Scott Brown's 34, pushing on 35. The competition's not till 2020. 35 years old. I don't know. I think if, if Scott Brown's looking at it long term, He's not kicking a competitive ball for another year. It takes you to 33. Is there any point going on? Do we need to start again? Do we need to find? We've got maybe some friendlies in March, April next year. But maybe we can just try and find the next batch. McGinn's, the McGregor's, these kind of guys. Um, but if Scott fancies it, he'll go on. And I don't. If it's Gordon Strachan and Charles or anyone else, I think they'll, they'll want him on board. Yeah. Um, if Strachan goes... I suspect Scott might think I'm going to go as well. I mean, he's done it already and come back. So I would doubt very much we'll see Scott Brown in a Scotland jersey again, unless it's an, an emergency. And I think if he's playing well in a year's time and we're up against it, against Finland in the you know, Nations Cup or something like that, it's called, and he might get a call, we might come in then. But yeah. who knows with Scott? All right, well, one, one Celtic player that has got years ahead of him in a Scotland shirt is Kieran Tierney. I felt sorry for Kieran Tierney at the, the tail end of this campaign. 
It worked because it coincided with the results turning in our favour and the defence keeping four clean sheets out of five, which was a major problem at the start of the campaign. But typical Scotland, two fantastic full-backs, but they're both on the same side. So for some reason, Kieran Tierney was the one that shifted to the right. Do you think he will continue in that position for country? I don't know. I thought I thought he did well when off against England and um, Slovenia. Uh, I thought and Malta and, and Lithuania. Lithuania um, yeah. I thought the Slovakia game on Thursday. I thought he looked uncomfortable. Was right. Uncomfortable, I don't think. Yeah. But just it's, it's just natural. Your body shape when you get the ball across. You're, you're the right back who's a natural right back. We inclined to take it away from you and into the space. But he's more inclined to come inside. Yeah. It, it it jammed up the play. It didn't flow through him. He likes to get up the top of the park and attack. Kispery's that's where he's terrific Last he's done a great job but defensively he'll get wired in he's, I mean you always want him in your team but whoever's in charge whether it's Gordon Strack or anyone we need to find a way to try and get these guys in the team together yeah. maybe Tierney as a centre back or on a three at the back maybe play the three four three that, that sometimes Celtics play when it comes to that situation yeah. Tierney can play in there and he can get up the park I don't know he was in there against England wasn't he yeah Hi. yeah uh, played left centre back there. Did very well, yeah. Um, yeah, so that might be, uh, maybe, <coughs> excuse me, the future from. I don't know. It's tricky. It's unfortunate. Aye. It's such the pity that one of them isn't a natural right back. It's just Sod's law that we've, our squad, Scotland squad, lopsided. That's not got strikers or a right back or centre halves. Yeah. Or now centre midfield players are. It turns out we've only got left backs. <laughs> <laughs> apart from well, that, well, apart from that, we're in good shape. Yeah. Again, funny you mention that. Honestly, you think we scripted this, wouldn't you? The, um, <laughs> Scotland don't have right backs, but there's the emergence of a certain Tony Ralston. Um, he's getting more and more game time with Celtic. Yeah. Uh, has been invited to train with the top team by Gordon Strachan on yeah. international duty. Should he be Scotland's future right back? I think he will be. I think he will be eventually. I think it's too soon now. Too soon now. I think it's too yeah. soon just now. Even um, over a year away, as you said, from the next competitive. Well, that's the thing. When you get Callum Parson coming back. Yeah. Um, to fitness after his horrendous injury so um, who's also got the physicality that, that um, apparently we were, were genetically <laughs> disadvantaged over um, a big strapping um, defender um, so there are, um, I think a year's time possibly I think I think Ralston will play this weekend with, um, with Lustig coming back from international duty with a Canary knock yep. or struggling a wee bit um, he's got the rap he's on a cotton wheel job for, for the European game so I, I would expect to see Ralston at the weekend mm-hmm. I've been impressed with him listen to me I don't. I didn't agree with the decision to play against PSG. I thought it was um, a little bit dangerous and a, a little bit unfair. And the kid put up against one of the best players in the world, Neymar. One of your um, three punches, though, as you mentioned, isn't it? it, it just throw the lad in, get the experience, and don't expect. Yeah, listen. Much. The good thing was he didn't seem to be. He wasn't overawed by it, and he didn't seem to be affected by it. He played the following week and did well. Yeah. Um, he took it in his stride. Whereas some kids would have been. In that room and bubbling for three weeks after after, oh, after wow. Neymar, and, um, but no, he took it well. I think I'll, I'll eventually he'll look back on that as a major learning experience, and he'll, he'll benefit from it weirdly in the long run. So I think he will be the future Scotland man. Ah, he seems to be mentally tough. Good on him. Um, another Celtic player uh, played a big part in the, the qualifying campaign. There's Lee Griffiths. He was snubbed at first by Strachan, and a lot of people suggesting possibly rightly that's what's cost us in the long run. Um, Scotland's best striker since Super Alley, would you say? I don't know about that. We've had guys, no. no, I don't know. We've had guys that done the job. Apart me, possibly. I mean, Ali was a, a great goal scorer. Griffiths is just a different kind of player. Listen, he's the best we've got just now. Well, without by doubt, a long shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's all that matters. Um, 
keeping him fit is key for Celtic and for, for Scotland. Uh, interestingly enough, I think Mr Dembele played for an hour with France in their 21s last night. So he looks as though he's now back, uh, back in business. So it'll be interesting to see how Brendan Rodgers plays it now with the two of them. Aye. Um, because the way it's worked, he's kind of been not fortunate, but when one's in, one's out, and, yeah. and occasionally both are at the same time. But when they're both fully fit, I'm interested to see who he goes with. Obviously, last year he went with Dumbelli for long periods. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Dumbelli gets on, come back from, to full fitness. Yeah. I'd imagine he wants to make up for lost time. Got to say, Griffiths has got his nose in front, though, hasn't he? Well, he's at the start of the season and he's done well. He's scored a lot of goals, as usual. Uh, he's looked good he's got all around play was good I thought he was terrific against Slovakia I mean the, the goal was just that's the kind of thing that you wouldn't expect from Griffiths a year ago yeah just, I mean, he was on his knees he was absolutely shattered and, he, and he managed to kind of control it oh, and then get his toe to get that goal it was, it was brilliant um, teamwork and um, play um, and and his goal his goal was super finished made it look easy didn't he that's the only place he could put it made it look yeah. easy a really difficult ball made it look easy so he's, yeah. he is a guy in top form fitness wise I don't know he looked, he looked done in Mm. Um, Sunday night he looked as though he was on his, on his knees again Sunday night so I don't know if I think I think this is a weekend to kind of let him put the feet up to be honest right. and give Dembele some much needed game time mm-hmm. and then he's got a decision for next week ok well big decision to be made there just finally then on, on the Celtic stroke Scotland topic a lot of talk on this but how, just how big a debt do you think in your mind does Gordon Strachan know Brendan Rodgers for this mini resurgence in Scotland's form it's ultimately got us nowhere. <laughs> well, sorry, until back to back to the, the old type. Um, I don't think you can underestimate it. I mean, look at. I mean, that's the thing about Rogers Celtic team. It's, a, it's got a Scottish core, uh, albeit supplemented by the likes of Scott Sinclair and Bailey and these kind of guys. But um, there's no coincidence. I think it was the Slovenia game at home. There was there was six Celtic players. Five was five at Wembley. I think the game before and we done okay. Six against Slovakia. I think it was five against Lithuania and Malta. Um, five, I think, I think there's only maybe four or five. And then four and three in the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Armstrong and Brown were huge misses. Oh, so the Scottish resurgence, uh, and a lot of it is based on the, the, the form of the Celtic players. I mean, you, you could make a case for having seven players from Celtic in that squad, in that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordon, Tierney, Brown, Armstrong, McGregor, Griffiths. Forest, sorry, I thought Forest should have played on Sunday night. Aye, aye. Um, strange enough, but um, so you could say that these seven players are they are they are they seven of the top eleven players in their positions in the country? I would think, aye. yes. Yeah, I would think yes. Um, but so you have to say that Rogers has helped these players develop. So he has the, an impact on the Scotland team, um, albeit two of them missing the last two games through fatal end. Aye, I think it was Trevor Sinclair. I saw. Suggesting SFA should appoint him as an advisor to the next manager. <laughs> I think he already is. <laughs> oh, well, just go the whole. Uh, Brendan's never shy of giving his, his uh, advice. He managed uh, Celtic and Scotland. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that is realistic. I don't, <laughs> I don't think the Scot- SFA budget could stretch to, to afford <laughs> Brendan Rodgers. Unfortunately, I think the English FA could. could, ah, could. Right. Okay. And that's, that's the looming shadow, I think, for, ah, for I think right. if I was. I think um, Celtic fans should be more worried about the English FA coming in. I think when uh, England did their usual um, collapse in Russia uh, under Gareth Southgate, when he gets hunted, there's, there's no doubt what happened. I think the first port of call was going to be uh, uh, Parkhead. All right. Yeah. Well, that would nice. be, be, be the fear for most Celtic fans, I think, because that would be the first phone call they make. They've done it twice already. Um, you so first. Uh, that's my I'm more concerned about the FA rather than the SFA ok well on that positive-ish note <laughs> Michael <laughs> hey, that's all from us this week folks we'll be back next Tuesday by 4pm 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can. I'm on Twitter at Doonhamer79 and Michael is at... At Michael Gannon, funny enough. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any of these going kid your own names to hide behind. Ah, oh, right. I've got my, my chop straight in the, in the thing of it. Yeah, I'm not doing big bullseye in my back. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audio Boom to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review it and rate us on there too. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you.